Welcome, friends, to Merit's Musings. This is a podcast for educators in the very broadest sense. I, Jason Merritt, am a public school teacher and a youth minister in my church and a parent. I've dedicated my life to helping people grow and learn. And I'm something of a writer and a poet, someone who loves language both for its artistry and for its power. In this podcast, I'm going to explore some of my informal thoughts on what it means to be human, especially in the context of being an educator, a minister, and a parent. Often, I will open my musings around a poem I love, because, well, quite honestly, I think any time I spend talking about poetry is time well spent. I invite you to join the conversation. Feel free to write me with your thoughts and your feedback. You can contact me uh, through our website, meritsmusings.buzzsprout.com, and through my Facebook page. And now, on to this week's episode. Today I've chosen the poem, People Like Us, by Robert Bly. There are more like us, all over the world. There are confused people who can't remember the name of their dog when they wake up, and people who love God, but can't remember where he was when they went to sleep. It's all right. The world cleanses itself this way. A wrong number occurs to you in the middle of the night. You dial it. It rings just in time to save the house. And the second story man gets the wrong address where the insomniac lives. And he's lonely. And they talk. And the thief goes back to college. Even in graduate school, you can wander into the wrong classroom and hear great poems lovingly spoken by the wrong professor. And you find your soul, and greatness has a defender, and even in death, you're safe. I love this poem for a host of reasons, and I picked it today for you, and really for me, because its tone of reassurance is just so needed right now. The poem, like one of the early ones I did, um, focuses on this concept of coincidences and mistakes, right? That uh, you dial a wrong number in the middle of the night, um, that the second story man gets the wrong address, that you wander into the wrong classroom, that these mistakes happen and beautiful things come out of them. And of course, I am a spiritual person and I make lots of mistakes and I tend to view God as the great recycler. He takes all the garbage that I create, all the errors in my life, all my misjudgments and mistakes, and he finds a way to turn them to his glory and to good purpose, that my mistakes become fuel that eventually leads to my successes, that my mistakes get turned into the possibilities of learning and, and growth, that my mistakes might help someone else, right? That I might call the wrong number and save someone that I might go to the wrong address, that I might say the wrong thing, and it turns out to be really the, the right thing. Now, for those of you who are less spiritual uh, and more math-oriented or more science-oriented, perhaps you get excited about large number theory and the power of coincidences, and that's okay too. My own view is that it's a little more intentional. But even if not, it's okay to run this idea that a certain percentage of all the mistakes are going to turn out gloriously. That's worth holding on to, because that means a certain percentage of your mistakes will turn out gloriously. And that's, again, really reassuring. And 
this poem is so full of reassurance, right? Uh, it opens with, they're more like us, a reminder that we're not alone. Uh, how often do we feel that no one understands us, that we are isolated, trapped in our own community, that, that our errors, our mistakes, our lives don't replicate anywhere else, don't connect anywhere else. Uh, and Robert Bly says, right from the beginning, they're more like us. We're out there all over the world. And he says, all over the world, we're out there. And yes, we are confused, but it's all right. That line, it's all right, uh, just rolls through my head as this great reassurance. And the poem ends with reminding us that we're safe. This is all going to work out. It's three little birds from Bob Marley, right? Don't worry about a thing. Every little thing's going to be all right. And at this time and place, with the pandemic, with the uh, racial tensions that have uh, come forth, with the possibility of renewal and, and justice uh, and a painful rebirth of our society, some reassurance is really important to me right now. But I'm a teacher. And so this whole ending piece about you can wander into the long, wrong classroom and hear great poems lovingly spoken by the wrong professor speaks to me greatly because, of course, I love poetry. That's why I do this podcast. And I've often felt, as many teachers do, like we're the wrong professor, right? Uh, I've often joked that teachers are probably the most insecure people in the world and that we're always trying to accomplish these amazing things and feeling entirely inadequate to the task. Uh, sometimes I, I, I have this sort of anxiety that my professor, my principal is going to walk in uh, and say, okay, that's it. You're done. Out you go. Uh, and many great teachers feel that way, that in some way we're sort of a fraud because we're trying so hard to do something so incredibly difficult uh, without the resources that we need uh, and with such limited power. So this poem has this whole idea of the wrong professor, the wrong classroom, and yet the soul can be found. The greatness has a defender, and even in death you're safe. Right? This idea that uh, education matters, right? That education, even from the wrong professor, could help you find your soul, can help defend that which is great in our in ourselves and our society. And I think that's important. Greatness just isn't created. We have created greatness, and we will create more, but we must preserve it. And poetry has that power. Art, literature preserves that which is great if it gets passed on, right? That's the challenge of the museum, is that it holds and preserves all of the great artifacts of our cultures. And yet, sometimes it hides all the great artifacts of our cultures. The poems need to be heard. The books need to be read. The music needs to be listened to. The, the statues need to be seen. How do we do that? Well, wander into the wrong classroom, apparently. So it hits this idea that wrongness leads to rightness. And that's fundamentally what I consider to be the process of education. Uh, for me, education is about becoming aware of how ignorant I am, that I am a confused person that I don't know all the things, that my choices are limited, and I'm just doing the best I can. It is awareness of our limits that allows me to grow. It is only when I, don't, when I know that I don't know something that I have the opportunity to then 
learn it, right? Uh, someone, and I don't know who, said there's nothing more dangerous than absolute certainty. Uh, and I think that's very true. Uh, an educated person, an intellectual, should always have a kernel of doubt. I know many things, and I, and I believe many, many things. And yet, I must always be cognizant that I could be mistaken, that my viewpoint could be skewed. But even if I'm not mistaken, my viewpoint isn't skewed, the world is incredibly rich. There is no subject that I know fully, endlessly. Every subject has more that I could learn. And that is what I love about education. The very best education leaves you with a sense of wonder the sense of love at the mystery, the wrong poem lovingly spoken. I don't quite understand it all, but I know I love this. That is something I hope to inspire in all of my students, that it's okay not to know everything. It's okay to love the mystery. And then finally, just a very tactical, nuts and bolts sort of point. This is, poem ends with the wrong classroom, the wrong professor, but the great poems lovingly spoken. And I just want to say to my teachers, my English teachers out there, teach what you love. Yes, there's a standardized curriculum, and yes, it is important that certain cultural artifacts be passed on. I just talked about that. However, the poems, the literature that you love, teach those too, because your love will be transmuted, transmitted and transmuted, that your love will be infectious. And so tell the students how much you love something, right? Let them see your passion. Let them see what makes you an English teacher. Let them see how much a text means to you, and then maybe it'll mean something to them. It is okay to love a text deeply. I think we all do. Everybody does especially those of us who teach English. And yet, often we only teach that which is on the list. There's room in your curriculum for you to teach some obscure poem that they'll never hear from anyone else because nobody else can tell it like you can. Let yourself glow with your love of literature. So, with that in mind, thank you for listening to me glow with my love for this poem. Be safe out there. God bless.